Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Astry, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, January the 13th. Our reading this morning is a continuation of the Gospel of St. Mark. As we leave chapter 1 behind, we go into chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In chapter 1, we have been talking a great deal about two things, the messianic secret, and we have been talking about the physical healings of Jesus and also the casting out of demons. Well, chapter 2 opens with a continuation in a rather dramatic scene, but one that is very important to our own spiritual life. Jesus returns to Capernaum after several days in which he has gone around preaching and teaching, healing and casting out demons, he and the disciples, as we've talked about the last uh, several days. And uh, when word gets out that Jesus has returned home, he's at his home, uh, crowds began to gather in great numbers, St. Mark tells us. Uh, and they find out where Jesus is staying. And uh, a large crowd gathers. In fact, it's so great that there isn't any room for them, even around the door. In other words, people are spilling out. We can only imagine if they'd had a fire marshal there, uh, that wouldn't have probably taken place. But there's this huge, gigantic crowd, and it's, it's, it's enormous. The place is full. There's a spillover crowd into the outside and uh, even down the road. And while he is delivering the word of God to them, some people arrive bringing a paralyzed man to him. But the crowd is so great that uh, they're unable to uh, present this paralyzed man, to Jesus, and he's being carried by four men. That is, uh, one on for each of the uh, poles that are carrying the man uh, on his uh, stretcher. And so what do they do? Uh, they begin to open a hole in the roof, and uh, this hole for ventilation is usually present, so it's rather easy to achieve but also uh, it serves as an opportunity for them to lower the man down to where Jesus is. In other words, they can't get to Jesus outside. Jesus is surrounded inside. So what do they do? They take the initiative and they climb on the roof and they place a hole in the roof, a passage, where the man can be lowered down. And they present the man to Jesus where he is. And Jesus sees their faith. Notice that. Faith is not simply, okay, I believe God, do your thing. No, that's a dead faith. That borders on the sin of presumption. All I have to do is say, I believe, and then bam, Everything takes place because Jesus will take over. No, 
it faith is as much a verb as it is uh, a noun. Uh, our belief is to a large part in our head, our confession of faith that we say at Mass on Sundays, the Apostles' Creed, uh, the Nicene Creed. That's a profession of what we believe. Our faith is a verb, it's active, and it requires us to put into practice our belief. Beliefs are what we believe, the, the content of our, of our faith, content of our beliefs, but faith is that activating of those beliefs, putting them into practice. And so they take the initiative to lower him down. Also notice that the man is unable to do it by himself. Our active faith requires others. That's why we pray in community. People say, well, well, can I pray in my room? Of course, and you should. But we need, we need the witness of others. We need the presence of others, and they need ours as well. That together we form a community, part of the body of Christ, a physical presence one to the other in the worship of Almighty God. Uh, we're not alone. It is, a, it is a community coming together, professing what we believe and living what we say we believe. And so that faith of theirs, Jesus sees their faith, and he says to the man, my son, your sins are forgiven. Wow, wait a minute. They lowered him because he's paralyzed. That is, he can't walk. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Jesus is inviting us into a deeper level of paralysis, isn't he? Because that's what sin does. Sin paralyzes. Sin keeps us on the mat. It keeps us on the stretcher. Sin locks us up in on ourselves. Sin is the fear of living our belief. And so we become paralyzed in our soul, in our spirit. It's not simply the paralysis of our limbs. It's much deeper than that. And so Jesus begins with the spiritual. Yes, Yes, Jesus can heal his paralysis, his physical paralysis. But that's, that's immediate. They'll see it. And you know what's going to happen when they see that. The crowd gets more excited, more filled with false expectations. They come to see Jesus as just a healer, a miracle worker, multiplies loaves and fishes and feeds them. All of that is immediate on the physical level, but Jesus always points us to a deeper reality, the reality of, in this case, the paralysis of sin. Sin makes us fearful. Sin makes us hide. Our deeds are done in darkness. We don't want anyone to know. 
but God who alone searches minds and hearts. He knows what's within us. And Jesus says to him, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. Now present in the room are the scribes, part of the religious establishment. And they immediately, they immediately jump to their favorite theme. Why does the man talk in that way? He commits blasphemy. Who can forgive sins except God alone? And Jesus is aware of their thoughts, and he says, why do you harbor these thoughts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk again. Uh, for them, uh, the idea of sins is only God can do that. Well, of course, Jesus is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. Jesus is, is with the Father in divinity through the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the God-man, the God-human. And, but Jesus says, so that you may believe, so that you may know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. He says to the paralyzed man, I command you, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. The man stood and picked up his mat and went outside in the sight of everyone. Jesus makes that connection between the paralysis on the physical that everyone can see. But Jesus sees what's in the heart. Jesus is healing at a deeper level. He begins with that. Your sins are forgiven. But that you will know, and you need to see the physical okay. Arise and walk, pick up your mat, and go home. And that happens immediately. And when we receive the sacrament of penance, when we go to confession, the paralysis of sin is Jesus saying to us, your sins are forgiven. You are no longer paralyzed. You are free to live the way God intended you to live from the very beginning, you are no longer a slave and in bondage to sin. Each day, live the grace of that forgiveness, that mercy that allows you to walk, to walk and follow Jesus in ever deeper communion with the Father, strengthened by the Holy Spirit. You no longer need braces or canes, or crutches, or walkers. You now have the grace of Almighty God freeing you from the bondage of sin and the captivity of the evil one, Satan. The man stood and picked up his mat and went outside in the sight of everyone. So everyone could see that. And what, what is their reaction? They were awestruck. Like, you know, they, they realize that 
the presence of God is at work in Jesus. Well, of course, he is the Son of God. He's present. And what do they do? They give praise to God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. They praise God. That's, 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 that's the end product. That's the end, is the praise of God. And so when we are forgiven of our sins, when we open our being to God, confess our sins, acknowledge them, repent from our heart, and with the firm amendment not to commit those sins again by God's grace and our cooperation, we praise God. We, we are no longer laying on a mat paralyzed in the bondage of Satan. We are set free. So let us, let us live our faith. Let us be free of the paralysis, the deep paralysis in our soul of sin. Let us turn to the Lord for his great mercy and forgiveness. Let us get off of that mat in which we are paralyzed. Let us arise and each day walk in faithful discipleship, following our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you.